Welcome to Wonder, a podcast for curious kids. Hello, Wonder. Have you ever wondered why the Mona Lisa is considered to be the most famous painting in the world? The Mona Lisa is smaller than the average television screen, but each year almost 10 million people visit the Louvre Museum in Paris to gaze at this painting of a woman with a mysterious smile. The crowds can reach up to 10 deep, but as people hold up their camera phones, who can explain what makes her so remarkable? The portrait of this 16th century Italian noblewoman has long been admired, but it wasn't until she was stolen on the 21st of August 1911 that Mona Lisa achieved global fame, and no one noticed she was gone for over 24 hours. The Salon Carré at the Louvre was stuffed full of masterpieces, two by Leonardo da Vinci and others by Raphael, Titian, Rubens, Rembrandt and Velasquez. The Mona Lisa wasn't even the most famous painting in the room. One late summer's morning, an amateur artist arrived at the salon. He was trying to complete a sketch of the room when he noticed that one of the pictures was missing. He asked the guards if the small portrait had been taken down to be photographed. The Louvre was in the process of cataloguing its whole collection and it was normal to remove a work for a few hours. When the painting still hadn't returned by mid-morning, the guard was sent to speak to the photographers. They denied all knowledge of the picture's whereabouts. The alarm was raised. Soon all the world knew that the Mona Lisa had been stolen. The newspaper headlines from Marseille to Miami screamed of the audacious heist. Mona mania gripped France and beyond. Postcard images were displayed in almost every French shop window and dancers in the Paris cabarets were made up to look like her. The Mona Lisa is by the Italian artist Leonardo da Vinci. He wasn't just a painter and sculptor, but also an architect, engineer, mathematician, inventor, theatre producer, musician and utterly original thinker. Famously good-looking and slightly eccentric, he would wander the streets of his home city of Florence in short pink and purple outfits. In 1503, he was asked to paint Lisa del Giocondo, the wife of a rich Florentine silk merchant. The family wanted a picture to celebrate moving into a new house and the birth of their son. Leonardo was notorious for dragging his feet and not finishing his commissions and the Mona Lisa was still sitting in his studio when he died in France over 15 years later. After Leonardo's death, his great admirer, King Francis I of France, acquired the Mona Lisa and hung her at his chateau in Fontainebleau. Later, Napoleon decided to hang her in his bedroom. After the French Revolution, when the Louvre changed from a royal palace to a museum, she joined the French National Collection. The museum closed for a week after the Mona Lisa went missing. But when it reopened, the queues outside were longer than ever before. Visitors came to stare at the empty space in the Salon Carré. Overnight, the painting became the most famous in the world. Inspectors at the ports and borders forced open trunks and suitcases. All current and past employees of the Louvre were interviewed. 
the Spanish artist Pablo Picasso, who was making his name as a rebellious spirit based in Paris, was called in for questioning. The police were sure the raid must be the work of a sophisticated ring of art thieves. In fact, it was carried out by three Italian handymen. The ringleader, Vincenzo Perugia, was a carpenter who'd worked at the Louvre. He'd built glass boxes to protect the museum's most valuable works from vandalism, including the Mona Lisa. But he was bullied by his French colleagues, who insulted his Italian nationality by calling him Dirty Macaroni. One Sunday in late August, Perugia and his two accomplices, the brothers Vincenzo and Michele Lancelotti, waited for all the visitors to leave. Security at the museum was slack, the guards were mostly elderly old soldiers. When all was quiet, they slipped out of a cupboard and made their way to the Salon Carré. There they lifted the painting off the wall and crept back to their hiding place for the night. The next day, being a Monday, the museum was closed to the public. Only cleaners and a few curators roamed the empty corridors and galleries. Dressed in a white smock, the uniform of the museum staff, Perugia made his way to an exit. He'd removed the painting from its heavy frame and stashed it under the long, loose shirt. But when he got to a stairwell that led to the outside, the door was locked. In desperation, he broke off the handle. Still, it wouldn't open. At that moment, one of the maintenance men appeared, a plumber called Sauvé. Could he not see the large wooden painting nestling under Perugia's smock? Could he not hear the heart thumping in the Italian's chest? No. Instead, he got out his pliers and opened the door for the short young man with the moustache. As Perugia emerged into the hot, sticky streets of Paris, he knew he had to get the painting away from the Louvre as fast as possible. He retreated to his tiny, shabby apartment in the eastern suburbs. There, he would set her up on his kitchen table and contemplate her enigmatic smile. He built a false lining in one of his trunks and stashed the priceless painting under his bed. Several weeks later, the police came knocking, and despite the rudimentary hiding place, she remained undiscovered. The world gave up hope of finding the masterpiece. For two years there had been no end of false sightings and blind leads. Then an Italian antiques dealer, by the name of Alfredo Geri, received a letter from a man claiming to have La Gioconda, the Mona Lisa's Italian name, and offering to bring her home to Italy. The curious letter was signed Leonardo. He claimed that this painting by one of the greatest artists of all time belonged in Italy, not France. Jerry initially dismissed the letter as the boasts of a madman, but curiosity got the better of him and he arranged for this Leonardo to visit him at his shop in Florence, by chance just a mile from where Leonardo da Vinci had first painted the Mona Lisa 400 years before. On the 10th of December 1913, in walked a slight man with a wax moustache, with not a penny to his name. He asked to be paid 500,000 Italian lira for his expenses. Still sceptical, Jerry arranged to view the painting at the man's hotel room, along with his friend Giovanni Poggi, the director of Florence's famous Uffizi Gallery. As they climbed to the third floor of the Hotel Tripoli and entered the dingy room, the young man rummaged in his chest and pulled out a package wrapped in a red cloth. 
to the astonishment of the two experienced art historians. There was the Mona Lisa. They convinced the young man they needed to examine her at the Uffizi. Within hours, they had confirmed its authenticity and the Italian police swooped to arrest Vincenzo Perugia. But why did he steal the Mona Lisa in the first place? Today, the Wonder Podcast was written and read to you by Henrietta McMicking. The producer was Camilla Akers-Douglas. 